0: A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was a geek named Connor, and he started a podcast, The Geek King's Declaration. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Geek King's Declaration. I'm your host, Connor Paz, otherwise known as the Geek King. And today, if it wasn't clear, we're talking about Star Wars with that epic opening from John Williams. This is honestly a shock that it has taken us so long to finally get to Star Wars. I mean, we're probably um, close to 20 episodes in at this point and uh, we're finally getting to Star Wars. So here we go. As always, before we geek out, how did we get to this point? How did I get introduced into Star Wars? I was probably in about third grade and I had a best friend, Connor, who, uh, yeah, his name was also Connor. Uh, There were a lot of Connors in my elementary school class, but um, he had talked about it quite a bit, Um, finally convinced me, hey, I I I gotta just check this thing out. Um, I went to Walmart. I bought the first three, as in episodes one, two, and three, not the first three in release, but the first three chronologically. So I, I, I bought episodes one, two, and three. I watched them. I loved them. And I was like, okay, I gotta see four, five, and six now. Um, this was probably at about 2013 because I remember, um, I was not a fan for long before I saw the trailer for the Force Awakens, and the Force Awakens trailer came out way, way too early, in my opinion. It came out in like like a year or two ahead of ahead of its release. Um, so yeah, I remember I remember I had just finished watching all six of them, and then the seventh one uh trailer came out, and I was like, with my grandma in the movie theater, I was like, I just finished watching these movies. What the hell is happening here? That is insane. <laughs> Star Wars is a beautiful story about destiny about fate and about uh, daddy issues <laughs> which we kind of talked about um, early on we talk a lot about how uh, I, I, I am I am drawn to a lot of these stories where where there is a, a problematic uh, relationship with with the uh, parental figures um, invincible for example guardians of the galaxy is one of my favorite movies of all time Star Wars is a trilogy um I I, I loved it for for so long and um yeah i mean this is this is the big one this is the, the the very big one but star wars is so much deeper than anyone cares to talk about and um i really want to get into it i i, I want to get really like really sink into um everything that star wars is about cuz there's so much to star wars um there's there's like the political side to it there's there's the love story there's the action um, there's a the, the little bit of, of dry kind of comedy. George Lucas has a weird sense of humor, um, <laughs> but um, but it's it's a great great series. It was it was beautifully made, and I want I, wa- I want to go into how it was made. Don't I don't often do that. I think with X Men I did that because it's it's inspiration is so cool to me. I want to go into how George Lucas wrote this. Because there's so much to talk about. And and I, I also want to have a whole section on the sequels as well, because that's that's something that people talk about. So we're gonna as 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 per usual, we're gonna um, we're gonna talk about all the films, but I wanna talk four, five, six, then one, two, three, then seven, eight, nine, because that's release order. And we'll also throw in Rogue One and Solo, like you know, I'll talk about other things here and there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna prioritize the original nine Skywalker films. So, George Lucas originally got the rights for, like, one, like, he, he got, not the rights, he got, he got the budget for one movie. He got, um, he was able to shoot one movie, so he wrote it down, it was, like, three hours long. He was like, no one's gonna want to sit through this, I'm gonna break this up into three parts. So, he broke it up into three parts, and, um, you know, that the rest was history. Like, he was able to film one of them. Um, and he did that under uh, uh, was it Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox? He did it under a studio, and then it was a big success. Thank God, because otherwise he would not have been able to really fund the second one. The second one he had to film like by himself, pretty much. Like he he used his own money and all that. Like it was, it it was it wasn't it wasn't under any company because of that's how the um that's how the contract was written. This is honestly such a big risk. This is such a wacky, um, a wacky idea. And if you look at some of the concept art, um, there were a lot of choices that really like um wouldn't have sat right with people, in my opinion. Like I, I've seen a lot of the reactions to concept art. Vader, no matter no matter what, Vader was gonna look cool. But Chewbacca, if you look up Chewbacca concept art, Star Wars would Chewbacca would not be a character people like. If, um, if if Chewbacca looked like his concept art, in my opinion, Ralph Macari, um, really really wonderful, talented artist, um, visionary, but whew, because of that, it makes it even more unsettling because it's meant to be unsettling. It's an alien, it's an alien creature, um, but this was the right amount of alien yet also familiar. Star Wars has one of the best plot devices ever being the force. Because the force is literally the answer to anything that could be a a seen as weak writing. Stormtroopers can't aim? Oh, it's the force. All of this is coincidentally happening to our heroes at the same time? Oh, it's the force. This is happening and it like a one in a billion chance. The force. Um, and that, that's something that a lot of people complain about, but like that's just smart writing at that point. If you are able to have yourself a cop out that strong that makes sense, that's smart writing at that point. Like it is it is thinking ahead so strongly. And like I I, I get I get the complaints with it, but I I, I still I still thoroughly I, I like it because the force is such a a, a, a complex thing for us, us people to understand. Because it's not a physical thing. It's like a, a belief system. It's, it's like an energy. Um, it's, it's described as an energy that connects everything in the universe and binds us and penetrates us and, and, and fuels us and all that. Um, and your connection to the Force is, um, is, is what is so attractive to these Jedi and Sith um, leaders. i got to be honest. Four is really good um, because it's four. It's like the first one. It's it's very um, iconic, but it's not my favorite um, of the original of the original three. My favorite of the original three easily Empire, um, and I think that's I don't think that's a controversial take. I think that's a, a growing in popularity and and popularity of a take. Um, I think that's a very common take nowadays. Um, to say Empire is, like, one of the greater, the greatest Star Wars films, I don't think that's unpopular at all, um, Empire, to me, is, is such a beautiful story compared to A New Hope, A New Hope, uh, A New Hope, Luke Skywalker kind of annoys me, if I'm being honest, in, in parts of it, um, he, and I, and I think that's what he was supposed to do, I think we're supposed to see his growth, um, Because once we get to episode 6, it is such a satisfying character to see. um, Which is why in episode 7 and 8 and 9, it's so hard to see his character change. Um, But we'll get get into that later. Um, In episode 6, we really see him become such a responsible character after everything he's gone through. Luke really develops from this... um, this childish kind of like self-centered almost like can't really see beyond the future like he's very he's very closed-minded almost it's hard it's hard to kind of describe him but um immature is the best i guess um he hasn't and it's immature doesn't even feel right but like he hasn't grown up yet he he doesn't see he he can't see the future um for himself in episode 5, we start to see him changing a little tiny bit, um, but ultimately, he is still that flawed character, which is what leads to him going to Cloud City and um, losing his hand to Vader and um, losing that duel, and that's where a lot of growing up has to happen. And there's also a lot of material in between 5 and 6 that we don't get to see, Um where he has a yellow lightsaber, I'm pretty sure, um, and a bunch of other stuff happens. Um, there, there's a lot of material in between that, where he finally grows up and um, and and really becomes this mature... He becomes this symbol to, to be looked up to. Um, and it, it's, it's why, if you play Battlefront 2, it's so satisfying to see his character, because this is the closest we'll see, really, to that kind of character of luke like we saw in in the mandalorian yeah but we didn't see it for very long um and we didn't get the full extent of it in battlefront 2 we get to see luke skywalker's character um to its full potential and um to those of you who haven't seen who don't understand who luke skywalker is supposed to be because you saw old luke skywalker who gave up on the jedi order in the sequel trilogy um let me explain this is a guy who wouldn't give up on people. This is a guy who saw the good in everyone. This is a guy who treated everyone with respect. This is a, this is a person who is um, so phenomenal um, of a guy. Um, he truly is one of the all time greats. <laughs> um, but he he um, he runs into this imperial officer, and this imperial officer is like so torn up. He's like, "You're a Jedi. I can't kill you, but I'm supposed to kill you. Like you're not on my you're not on my side." And Luke's like, well, we're in this together right now. so let's just help each other throughout this whole thing. Um, and he shows this Imperial officer who wanted to kill Luke who, who saw the worst in Luke who, who hated Luke like he showed this Imperial officer the utmost respect and at the very end um, him and the Imperial officer are like very friendly. they're on good terms and he he, um, he, he plants this seed of the rebellion into this this imperial officer um, which is really cool. Um, that we get to see that kind of, um, that, that, that mindset, how, how persuasive, how charismatic, how, how kind, how caring, how generous, um, this person was, um, at the very end, they, they go into, um, one of the emperor's, uh, bank vaults, and the, um, the imperial is trying to destroy it all, and Luke's like, hey, I know you're trying to destroy it all, if it's all the same to you, is it cool if I have this compass, and the imperial officer goes well why would i let you do that and luke just goes well because i asked nicely and it, that's that alone that interaction alone sums up luke and what luke was supposed to be after episode 6 that's why fans hated him and his characterization characterization in 7 8 and 9 and i totally get it i understand it i think i think the sequels are overhated I think that's something that might need a full separate episode, honestly. But Luke's characterization in um, four, five, and six is a beautiful one of change. And if you go into the expanded universe, it's it's even it's even more satisfying and phenomenal to view. I love Luke Skywalker um, because of that reason, and and yeah, I, I mean that's I can't gush enough about that. Like that's kind of. What I have to say about Luke Skywalker's characterization, Darth Vader, like he he has he has one of the saddest stories um, of all time, really. If you really think about it, I I just I love I love Vader's characterization because he is the status quo for villains. You want your villain to impose as much of a threat as Darth Vader does. The Rogue One hallway scene? Oh my gosh. Let, let's listen to... Let's Hold on. And I know you won't be able to hear the Darth, or see the Darth Vader hallway scene, but I don't even need you to see it, okay? Like, he looks terrifying, yes, so you can imagine him, but I just need you to hear it. Just listen to how scary... He is sounding like that's all I need. getting chills up my spine. I am dead ass getting chills up my spine. He is, he is, he is a menacing figure. And if you are just in the middle of the dark and all of a sudden you see a lightsaber, dark red, a masked figure, you hear, (coughs) (coughs) he's, he's badass. Um, it, it makes me think of a comic panel. He is Darth Vader is in the center of an entire rebel army um, surrounded by rebels. And there's a, re- there's a rebel and he shouts, Darth Vader, we have you surrounded. And, and Darth Vader just simply responds. He, he ignites his lightsaber and he goes, all I am surrounded by is fear and dead men. And we we don't get to see Badass Vader that much. Rogue One we got to see it. Episode six of Kenobi we got to see. It. We got we got to see him choke a child. That was on Disney Plus. I was shocked. I was I was thankful. Not enough for the child being choked, of course. You know it's fiction, so we can we can say that. <laughs> but but for for the ability to see such a a, a menacing character actually be menacing, it was so satisfying. Darth Vader, of course, is a, is a character filled with hate, filled with rage, filled with um, vengeance, and that that's what makes his character um, so so driven, so evil, and, um, and 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 at the very end of the sixth one, we finally see that he does have some love in his heart for his son. Um, his son is able to switch him over. And we do, we do kind of see that back and forth tension. In the fifth one, Darth Vader tries to get Luke to join him. He really doesn't want to kill his son. He really wants Luke to join him. Um, in the sixth one, we see Luke and Vader talking and he goes, it is too late for me, son. Um, showing that, like, you know, maybe he'd think about it, but, like, he's been on this path for so long. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. Han, Leia, Chewie, R2, C-3PO are all wonderful side characters. Even even Obi-Wan and, um, and Yoda, like, all of these characters are so beautifully um, placed to assist the story. Um, and, and it's just, it's absolutely such a wonderful story. The original trilogy was really well um, thought out. Um, maybe even to a degree I would say with uh, too much detail Um, and I love that I I love it so much and and I understand why it's it's such a hard disconnect for some people because you really have to immerse yourself in such a fictional world you really have to stretch your belief and you have to do it for so long these are like two-hour movies there's three of them each that's six hours alone for the original trilogy Um, and that's that's a, a rounded down estimate um, so I, I totally understand when people say they don't watch Star Wars. I, 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 never get too offended by it, and people, people always assume that I'm gonna freak out because half of my room is Star Wars, but, um, no, no, I totally, I totally get it. It's, it's a hard thing for people to get into, but I really, I, I do think that it's something that you should give a chance. I, I like to get people into it by get, watching them, showing them Rogue One, and then I, I like to ask them, like, well, do you want to see what happens next with Darth Vader, or, or do you want to see how the Empire came to be? Um, do you want to watch one, two, and three? And I love, I love starting with Rogue One. That's my absolute favorite Star Wars movie because it, it's just, it, do, it doesn't, it does feel Star Warsy, but like at the same time, it feels so gritty and real and tugs at my heart. Uh, it's so good. Uh, there's so many things. I, I could do a whole separate um, thing on just Rogue One um and I just kind of wanted to talk about the characters of the original trilogy and I do want to do a separate breakdown on the sequel trilogy I want to do a separate breakdown on the um on the um on the on the the prequels because we are running quite quite a long time on just the original trilogy and I still had some things I wanted to talk about um so I'll try to break it up into three parts maybe even four or five um to talk about the other spinoffs but yeah all in all star wars is meant to be something very inspirational also very mystical very um epic it's supposed to be an epic tale um and it's supposed to feel like a a, a futuristic mythi- mythic mythic mythology kind of um kind of you know following one of those mythological uh stories um one of um ancient weapons passed down from godly powers and all um and and i think that's why i find such a such a large interest in it because it it is a futuristic mythology um truly And, and there is such an epic fan base around it as 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 um the fan base is interesting we'll, we'll leave it at that. we'll leave it at that we have some interesting star wars fans i think even star wars fans will tell you that star wars fans are probably the worst people on this on this earth um <laughs> and it's really sad it is um but that, that's why if you ever go to a comic-con you gotta talk to the lord of the rings fans because they're always really chill <laughs> um with that being said we are we are wrapping up soon because we have a really really long runtime. um and i i want to i want i think it's smarter it's more smart if i break this up into different parts um so this has been star wars episode 4 5 and 6 technically episode 1 <laughs> um this has been star wars part 1 i hope you guys have enjoyed with that being said if you did enjoy please share this podcast with a friend please go check out the socials and the merch in the link down below and i'm going to leave this off here good bye